学。Last night at WrestleMania, I lost the World Heavyweight Championship. But for anybody that thinks this is the beginning of a new era, you are wrong. If you think this is the start of the Batista era, you are wrong because Batista was great one night, one night. In this ring, WrestleMania 21, the biggest stage of all time. Batista was awesome. I will admit it. He was on, but it was one night. I am great every night. And that championship belt Batista is wearing around his waist—it gravitates towards greatness. And you know what that means? That means it will come back to me. It will find its way home because I own it. Batista was good once. I own the World Heavyweight Championship, and the rematch clause is rock solid. There is no way out. It will take place. The greatest rematch in the history of this industry. Batista, Triple H. Two will take place, and when it is over, I will stand in this ring as the 11-time World Heavyweight Champion. And I can promise you this. I can promise you this: when I do, I will come back here and I will jam that championship belt down each and every one of your throats. Man, powerful, powerful remarks from the irate. Yet confident champ, former champion, who has exercised his rematch clause, but I question perhaps his uh, his line of thinking. I tend to believe that we are in the beginning of the Batista era, King. Oh, I know that's what you love to think, but did you just not hear Triple H? Did you hear the game? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 78 of the RE Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us a brand new main event scene in the WWE title picture, but also gave us the same old Monday Night Raw with Triple H opening up. As it is time for a standalone episode of Monday Night Raw, as it is the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 21. As always, I am Dave, and as always, joining me is Big Sexy and. We had a little, little, little cheeky little guest on. If you listen to our Velocity reviews, you would have heard this man before, but making his debut on the actual timeline of normal, proper Raw and SmackDown shizzle, 
You know him as the hardest part of the ring. We know him as Amir Ard. Their less knows him as Kyle. Apron Bump's own Kyle Hardest Part Ard Triple H. Welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, thank, yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be weird watching a show with uh with no bashams. Or it was weird, I no, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely fucking nuts. Not over here. No, not over here. But yeah, so Monday Night Raw, the the Raw after WrestleMania. Um, before we get involved in this Raw after WrestleMania, it's one of those, isn't it? It's probably the the most standalone highlight Raw of the, every single year. The most anticipated. Everyone's looking forward to what's going to happen on the Raw after WrestleMania. Like for me personally, a couple that always stand out is um, was Brock returning after was it Mania twenty eight uh, when he finally returned after all the years away, uh, and then the following year you had all the stuff with like Fandango's theme music and, uh, mm. and the fans going you. wild. But um, but yeah, yeah, Raw's after Mania. They're always pretty good. So I was I had high expectations we over this. this last year. It didn't really happen until like the. 2012, 2013, or whenever it was. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think it was a little bit later because this felt like a almost like a mm. post show of WrestleMania. Mm, mm. Uh, I, I think it was where it also showed you that a lot of the feuds from Mania are continuing. WrestleMania in the end. No, but it's it's just a weird one, isn't it? Where for a lot of like your main event feuds, you can usually WrestleMania just carry on because your main event guys, there's only so many. But all your other feuds, like, the, what's the main feuds coming out of this Raw? Fucking Stone Cold versus Maven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not going to draw money. The Simons coming out. to the main event because of Stone Cold. That's what we've all been waiting for. Battle the bald heads. <laughs> Purple-headed bastard. Let's get right into it, then. It is April the 4th, 2005. We are live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, California, with 16,653 people in attendance. What a weird one where they're having Raw in the exact same arena that WrestleMania was in. That's not something that you'd get in old uh, modern times. Well, no, it's always a stadium nowadays, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's always in the same city. I feel like the Raw and SmackDown's after Mania, though, in a stadium would be pretty cool. Because you'd, you'd still get the buzz, you'd get yeah. the atmosphere. Do you think they could fill a stadium for a Raw after WrestleMania? No, I, I reckon so, because I, I feel like, especially from like the UK perspective, I feel like there's a lot of people that will go over and buy the packages that include Raw and Smackdowns. Yeah, yeah that's a fair point. Fair point. And there's, so, there's you know, arenas. So, yeah, I, I feel like they could. Yeah, like Madison Square Garden, they have like the main arena, and there's like a smaller arena. Mm. So they could even do that. So yeah, mm. that's a point. But yeah, the Staples Center was rocking tonight. It was just over 16,500. Um, I said... Triple H makes his triumphant <laughs> return oh, to uh, WWE TV after losing. I don't understand. Why not just have Batista come out and give it the bigger? Well, if it ain't broke, don't fix your show format, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I need 20 minutes of Triple H talking before I can enjoy my wrestling. Uh, it. He comes out, he's, he's all suited up. But you know he had a bad time last night because he always sticks a plaster somewhere on his body. Um, there's no no Ric Flair though because he, he means business this evening exactly. uh, he snaps straight away and he's saying Batista last night you had that, that one lucky night because I admit you had the one lucky night but that's it it's just one night Triple H he does it all the time and then I loved how he said the world title gravitates towards greatness so it's only just going to come back to me it's it's just it's that's how it is have you not watched WWE Big Dave it always comes back to me <laughs> it's his belt it's you know what's funny though because I heard him say that. I don't think he ever won the world title a after this. Again. He won the WWE title. But not the world title. Once. No, twice. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's very wrong. This this Hunter Hearst Helmsley was. It, it doesn't come back to <laughs> I absolutely adore his intensity, though. I, I, he's oh, so man. angry. Angry Triple H promo. Like afterwards, when he gets out of the ring, he's screaming in, the, in the people's faces. Sorry, going, guys, it's my time. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna, sp I'm gonna put it in your face. In your face. Ah, oh, it's absolutely fantastic. It, as much as it is. Oh, it's another Triple H promo. Ugh. But y you enjoy them as much as it's same old, same old. Triple H opening Monday Night Raw every single time. You. I love them. I absolutely adore the promos. I think they're brilliant, That's especially when it's pissed off Triple H. As I said, if it ain't broke, don't fix, don't try and fix your show format. Yeah, and bookend mm. it with uh, the main event 
scene, bookending the show, start and finish, I thought was a uh, a good way to structure it. And you know, Triple H out here with his dry, straight hair, which always looks weird to me. Um, and it's too, him in a suit with long hair, like nowadays, now in hindsight, it just looks weird, but, uh, no, he was intense for sure. He's, he's one of the best for that reason. And I think it did a good job building mm-hmm. to the rematch, even though it's just a rematch, but you know, sucked me in. He definitely, he definitely, uh, definitely wants the title back. That's for sure. Our, uh, opening contest then triple threat intercontinental title time, Shelton Benjamin, your reigning defending IC champion. Chris Jericho and Christian. This is if you want if you Google WB Midcard two thousand and five, these are the three names that'd be in that top five. And yeah. when I saw this match, I was like, this is going to be an absolute banger. But we're all fucked from money in the bank. As you know, they're all fucked because <laughs> everyone's got good. a bandage on. They all had bandages in different places. Like Jericho had his elbow taped and then like Shelton had his knee taped. And it was like I loved how they did that. That's yeah. it. That's it. That's that's how you know we all had a rough fucking night last night. But because we're pros and because we love what we do to entertain the fans, we're gonna come out and have a stellar of a triple threat. Yeah, yeah, they're all selling great, they're selling those injuries perfectly. So uh, the match itself then, uh, Christian, it was burning at the start. He got in between Benjamin and Jericho, but they like drop him and then pick him up, back up and share him and batter him. And it's like Christian playing the whiny little bastard heel. When you've got two faces against him in a triple threat, ah, it's great to see. That that's his element, man. That's what he does. Uh, Jericho he whips Shelton off the ropes, but Shelton comes flying with a forearm. Uh, Jericho takes control uh, with a bulldog, goes to the lion's hole, but Christian punches him in the face. Uh, he tosses Jericho out. Benjamin gives Christian inverted neck and backbreaker over his knee, which that looked a bit nasty. It's one of them spots I always think anything to do with the knee over the back. If you don't land flush, it's gonna tickle. That, <laughs> that definitely will. Nasty spot. Mm. Uh, Christian, he gains control after getting back body dropped by hanging Shelton's back on the ropes. Uh, he unloads on Shelton before dropping him with a hard net breaker. Uh, Christian covers for two and then knocks Jericho off the apron. Uh, Christian drops Shelton with a reverse DDT onto his knee, uh, which is another one. Oof, that's good. Anything with the knee on the back, he just tickles my spine. Um, he covers for another two before placing Shelton into a sleeper. All Everyone giving each other roll-ups. All quick two counts, what you expect from it in a triple threat match. Uh, Jericho grabs both men's legs and tries to pin both of them at once, but gets a two no, count. Uh, Shelton splashes Jericho, drops Christian up on the ropes. Uh, the finish of the match, uh, Shelton nails Jericho with a T-bone after Jericho cleaned house. Uh, Christian, he distracts the ref though. Tyson grabs Shelton because Tyson's a cunt. Tosses him out of the ring before clotheslining him. Christian covers Jericho, only gets a two. Jericho then gets Christian in the walls, but then with the nastiest flying bulldog I've ever seen, Perfect. Shelton Benjamin retains and covers Jericho one, two, three. Horrible bulldog. The camera <laughs> was perfect there. That camera <laughs> was perfect. Shelton just drops out of the fucking sky. Steiner, very Steiner esque. I thought that was a fantastic match. And the fact that he's got Tyson Tom Crack Crumble, but we can, we can cope with that. But for a Monday Night Raw, for an opening match, do you. Th- you don't get better than that. There's not many no. wrestlers on the roster apart from maybe Benoit, unlike the Raw roster, maybe Benoit you could throw into this because they are probably going to be fucked, especially Shelton Benjamin. He threw himself all over with that ladder last night. So he's going to be... Yeah, he's going to be fucked. And the, the fact they did that, I thought it was cracking. What did that uh, overall? What did you think? I'll, How I'll, many mavens? I, I'll give this four and a half mavens, I think. I mean, this was surprisingly good because I, wow. I listened I, I listen to the R.A. Era podcast and I, I hear you guys talk about these shows week to week. And I'm like, God, everything just sounds awful. But uh, so I was like coming into this like, uh, you know, my expectations were relatively low. But man, this match to open the show was awesome. I mean, uh, three legends. I think this is probably Shelton's peak right here. I don't think he was ever a bigger star. Mm, absolutely. Right here. It's coming off that money in the bank. And then Intercontinental Champion looking great in this match. He was never higher than this. And Christian and Jericho, who they are, I think they would only elevate more so than they are at this point. They're already huge stars. So, yeah, they, they had great chemistry between all three of these guys and uh, really personified the IC title, in my opinion. Absolutely. It was a cracking opener. Cracking opener. In the fact that, as you said, all three men fucked from last night and they're still delivered. Yeah. That's off to him. All with their bandages on. Bless him. I missed that Christian theme, by the way. If you close your eyes. Oh. Mm, it's a great theme. 
something tear teardrops. It was much better than the one he came back with. How'd that go? Well, Christian! <laughs> Let's go. We all know the, that. The version with the female vocals is better yeah, than the see, one with yeah. male vocals. Yeah, see, I, I was I was always a big fan of Christian, at last, yeah. you're on your own. That's fucking great. Christian's on. Edge and Christian, even collectively or as singles wrestlers, they've had some bangers of theme tunes. Even go back to the days of the brood. They've had some bangers of theme tunes. Agreed. There's not many wrestlers that have gone on the roster and had probably what? If you think Edge and Christian combined, there's got to be six, possibly seven theme tunes there. Yeah, Christian. There can't be many that have switched switched up their theme tunes that that much over a 15, 20 year period and for every single one of the tunes to be bangers and to have been over. Yeah, even Christian's current theme, which is his TNA theme. Is, is a great one as well. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's great, great theme. Yeah, they've, uh, they've always felt, felt lucky of them too. Uh, speaking of uh, other half of the uh, Christian's brother, uh, Edge is backstage. Something that you don't see. Ed, I, I can't remember ever seeing. He's signing his contract for Money in the Bank. Yeah, first time I've ever seen that happen. You should have to do that in order to win the match. You should have to climb the ladder, open the briefcase, and sign it <laughs> before you get out. Yeah, yeah. And then put the... Put it back in yes. the briefcase, then take I'll put it off. the cap back on the pen, <laughs> slide it in the clipboard. Then you win. Then you win. They, they could go behind, they could go the whole TNA. It's like when TNA, when they do shit like that, but they do a, re a reverse element. <laughs> so what they should do is you should have to go backstage, get a contract drawn up by a lawyer, come to ringside, put it in a briefcase, find the ladder, climb the ladder, hook the money in the bank on, then take <laughs> it off. And then you have your money in the bank. Look, you're joking, but that might have been something to <laughs> Don't give him ideas. I love how Bischoff turned around to Edge and he goes, uh, so do you want to let Batista know that you're coming for the title right now, yeah? <laughs> it's like, imagine if that's how money in the bank works. That that wouldn't have like got over at all as a gimmick. Right. As you win it, but the following night, you've got to go for it. There's no element of surprise, no nothing. You just, next night, that's how it happens. Yeah, I think... And that's how that's what I when I first saw Money in the Bank, that's kind of how I pictured it. Like, oh, it's either gonna be the next night on Raw or maybe the next pay per view. But man, how we saw it, it's funny to see the precedent start to get set here and to see like what Money in the Bank would be. Mm. Nobody knew how he would eventually cash in. That's it. No, no one knew what was gonna work out, how it was gonna work out. Like I said, how the cash in was gonna happen. No one kind of knew. These days, they've got to be like the women's Money in the Bank is just a joke. They, they have it for five minutes and they cash it in. Yeah. I want to see someone have it one time. Yeah, the, the men's though, I think you've kind of run out of ways of shocking people with cash-ins. Yeah. So you've you've got to go out of the box where like, so we're going way, way back to the start when there hasn't been a cash-in yet. So it's still that intrigue of, oh, how's it going to happen? How's it, is Edge going to win the title? How's he going to win the title? How does it work? Do you know what I mean? So, well, very, little's kind of, yeah, very little's kind of been explained. He has to win, is the first one. He has to win it when he cashes in. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we find out as well tonight, um, Edge is going to go one-on-one -on -one with Christopher murdering Benoit. Um, that should be a technically a banger of a match. Should be. Should be. Should couple, be. A couple of Canadians. This, this is turning into quite a pay-per-view worthy Monday Night Raw. Mm. We just need, we just need Triple H in action. That's all we need. Yeah. Um, we see Randy Orton, um, his music hits and he comes to the ring, uh, he grabs a mic, the crowd's booing, uh, they're chanting for the Undertaker, uh, Orton says it was not supposed to happen this way, not supposed to happen like this, he came this close to making history and beating the Undertaker at Wrestlemania, he talks about the RKO from, from the chokeslam, he says he went to the tombstone, uh, before breaking his neck something happened. He had a fucking muscle spasm, didn't he? <laughs> no tape. <laughs> fucking excuses. <laughs> fucking excuses. He said, before he knew it, bish bash bosh, and he's staring up at the lights. But he's like, he respects The Undertaker. He says, this is the issue. I've I, I wrestled The Undertaker, respect him. One man I don't respect is Dave Batista, and we get a big old cheer. It's like Randy stood at ring thinking, should have been fucking me. Yeah, should have been mad pop. Should have been, been mad victory. You had your chance. <laughs> if only my main event face from weren't fucking shite. <laughs> uh, 
Um, he, he says he's got to avenge his loss from last night, uh, and by doing that, he'll have to beat Batista tonight. Uh, Bischoff comes to the ring and tells Orton that Triple H has a rematch clause and Edge has the right to make a title match whenever he wants. Uh, Orton then screams that that doesn't matter. He wants his match tonight. Bischoff stalls for a second, but because every now and again, Bischoff plays face and gives the fans what they want, tonight we're getting Orton versus Batista. This has turned into WrestleMania Raw. Yeah. Absolutely, it is brother versus brother. Yeah. We're getting uh, we're getting some top quality matches. I know we've only had one so far, <laughs> but we're getting some top quality matches on uh, this Monday Night Raw. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember them facing each other this early. I guess because Batista would go to SmackDown pretty soon after this. So I was, I was surprised to see him face off. I was excited for it. Yeah, there's uh, something I've always said. I remember Batista doing the turn. Uh, and putting Triple H through the table and stuff, and then obviously going on to WrestleMania and win the title. But I could never really re re recall what Batista did after that before he was all like SmackDown's number one guy. Just face Triple H. <laughs> I know so I'm, like, I'm still, I ain't got a clue how it gets there. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't remember any of this shit. <laughs> like 2005, like 2006. Oh, that's when we get hazy. <laughs> I don't know. I think I just fell out. I fell out of love with wrestling for a couple of years. Uh, so I ain't got a fucking clue what's coming around the corner. I remember like a few of the big, like the big ones, like the ECW pay per views and stuff like that. And Rumble Six, I remember that one. Um, but yeah, there's a lot. 2006 of that I had a couple good, Sorry. couple great shows. I, I would say mm. 2006 is probably better than the past couple of years you guys have covered. But there's always something good. To be fair, 2003 fucking stunk, and then 2004 wasn't any much fucking better now. <laughs> Like, Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle saved a lot of that for me. And then once Brock fucked off, it was like, oh, shit. And Angle yeah. got injured. It was like, oh, shit. Eddie won the title, but then he lost it to JBL. Oh, God. <laughs> the JBL's year of terror. Man, the big show fucking around. Speaking of, ugh, out of all the WrestleMania rematches we could have got from last night, we could have got Michaels versus Angle. We could have got Randy versus Taker. No, we're getting Christy Emmy versus Trish fucking Stratus. Vince's former parking dog versus NDA. <laughs> Are we going there? <laughs> I would have paid three million dollars not to watch. So how many how many divas from two thousand and five from one to ten promoted and then released? As Vince finger blasted and then paid loads of money to shut the fuck up about it. <laughs> you think it was a finger blasting? You think it was a uh, mm. a shocker? Finger bang, courtesy of DDP teaching him. The thing is though, it's Vince. How anybody can be surprised, it's Vince, right? It, it, as much as you're play, playing a character on TV, the shit is Vince has done on TV, right? It's, it's, it's just shocking, yeah, right? But the fact that you can be surprised that he's actually done something with one of these divas backstage, and I, I'm reckon, I'm going with Christy Emmy has got to be one of them, right? Candice Michelle, she's on this. Tori Wilson, and there could be any. Right, they could this lords a potential because he did stuff on, the thing is he did stuff on screen with. Like he kissed a lot of these divas on screen, so they can't have been that repulsed. I mean And the power like that let's say he turns around to a, a Kelly Kelly and says I can give you T V time which equals more money, equals more this, more that and she's like, Yeah, I'll bang the boss <laughs> And then he's like, actually right, shut up about it, is some money, shut up about it, and then it's all come out on it. And I think Lord's More's going to come out. This is the downfall of Vince McMahon. Mm. Like, Netflix have come out and said they've cancelled the documentary. That's only because they're rushing to rewrite a brand new one. Yeah, <laughs> so that's great content for the documentary. Like it's talking about. It's a, it's a season of Dark Side at Ring. Yeah, easy. Easy. Oh, yes. It's such, such a shame that that's got cancelled. Absolute shame that Dark Side of the Ring's got cancelled. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Yeah, I think some of them were hard watchers. I think it'll get brought back at some point. Maybe. Mm, absolutely, or some some variant, something like that. Yeah, yeah some, <laughs> some It'll be on the cock. <laughs> um. So yeah, Trish Stratus versus Christy Emmy doesn't happen. Trish goes wild, batters Christy Emmy, batters uh, Lita, which is always good to see, and uh, nearly snaps Lita's leg off. Sure. Yeah, while the crowd is chanting Hardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is about the time, huh? Yeah, so this is, yes, to, to get you up to speed, Kyle, this happened, the whole Matt Hardy uh, edge, everything happened in the build-up to WrestleMania. On the, I think it was like the second week of the build-up to WrestleMania. Um, Matt Hardy, and it all came out on the website that it was edge and everything. So the fans are very much 
uh, include a clued up now of what's going on and they're in, in tune with Lee as a hoe, Edge as a home wrecker, and Matt Hardy's nowhere to be seen. Damn. Damn. That's good. He's going to see us in Ring of Honor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, edge, that Edge, Matt Hardy stuff, though. That's some gold later in the year. Oh, it's deep. The thing, like, I, it always baffles me that it was that deep, and me and me and Mike discussed this. It was, it was that deep. Was the the whole um, heartache for Matt Hardy, but yet it was deep and not that deep. Where give it six months when he chilled out a bit, he was happy to turn it into a storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's if that, you can make money on it. What's your dignity? No, no. Exactly. Yeah, see, that's the thing, isn't it? I think do professional wrestlers have any dignity? No, because Matt was broken. <laughs> Matt was absolutely broke. I'll be a cuck for millions of dollars. Come on now. <laughs> but, but would you be on the cuck for millions of dollars? Well, you know, maybe a few more. There's always a price. How many millions? Look, you have your people talk to my people, and we'll figure out a figure. We'll start a golf on this. Yes. We'll, we'll draw up a contract. <laughs> Let's get like, Kyle on the cock. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you would know some assholes would donate like a dollar or a few dollars. Uh, so, yeah, luckily we get a no contest uh, because uh, we don't need to see. No Nah, two nights in a row. Um, Jay on the King, they lead us to a WrestleMania moment that was made last night by none other than Hulk Hogan. The Hulkster is back, baby. Yeah, man, getting rid of those dirty Arabs, right? <laughs> foreign, fuck them. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. If you've got a, if you've got a foreign heel, and Sergeant Slaughter's not available because he's Mohammed the Sands already had a pop on him, who else do you call? You call the Hulk. Real American, of course. What you gotta do, brother? He's American made. <laughs> Here comes Shawn Michaels hobbling out to the ring wearing a suit still don't like i've discussed this numerous times yeah i don't like sean in a suit it looks fucking Especially weird baggy one. yeah that was kind of the style back then though triple h kind of had a baggy suit you know triple h is a bigger guy though is he he should he should have a baggy suit hbk's should be fit well he's more. trying to make himself look bigger sean michaels so he makes him baggy <laughs> trying to buff himself yeah. out of it it's like because <laughs> it was years and years on the crack as fucked up sean michaels <laughs> Um, Sean, he gets on the mic and says he'll not waste anyone's time tonight, puts Mike down and fucks off. Really? Uh, he, he just wants to say thank you. Uh, he says that he has only two loves of his life, the crack and God. I must have missed that part. I, I, I love Sean Michaels, how he's completely like, ever since he turned to God, everything's God, this, God, that, when 97 Sean Michaels was everything drugs and sunny. Yeah. Complete 180. Um, he says last night they gave him the chance uh, to perform in front of him and he says things didn't work out as well as he had planned and he's wondering if he can come out here and ask him for a tiny little favour. He was wondering if anybody here would like to see Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle in a rematch. The crowd, of course, instantly pop. Yep, I'd love to see a rematch. And so would JR. I'd love that king! It's <laughs> a good JR. I forgot they had a rematch, honestly. I need to go back and watch that. Oh, they have three. Uh, Do they? Three, well, series of three matches. Oh, fantastic. Because if that WrestleMania match was anything to go by, if that's the benchmark, then these next two matches are going to be outstanding. Yeah. Can't wait till WrestleMania Backlash, man. It's it's looking to be a good show. (laughs) And then WrestleMania Judgment Day (laughs) and WrestleMania No Way Out. WrestleMania King of the Ring. Do you know what's going to be best? Next year, when it's WrestleMania, (laughs) WrestleMania. The grandest WrestleMania of oh, them all. Man. All of a sudden, the music of Hallelujah comes as Mohammed Hassan and Davari come ahead to the ring. Davari speaks something in foreign, possibly about Shawn Michaels. Possibly about Shawn Michaels used to be on drugs. I'm not quite sure. I don't understand. I know it's trying to draw heat, but for me, having a foreign manager speaking like in this sense Arabic, it doesn't draw any heat for me because I have no idea you what Davari is fucking saying. A bit silly. But that's kind of like Vince's logic. Can't understand him. You're not going to like him. Yeah. Mm, I suppose. I still, for me, doesn't work. Like I don't need him. Just have him as just. He can be there, but just have him there. Like let Mohammed Hassan be the talker. Davari, I don't. We don't need the Arab back. No, not for me. Not for no, Davari should be the talker. Hassan should never talk. He puts crowds yeah. to sleep. No, you leave my Muhammad alone. I like that. 
Mohammed, he goes on the mic and says, last night the world witnessed the return of a legend, the return of the immortal Hulk Hogan. But last night the world also witnessed a broken down uh, has-been who put his hands on himself and Davari. Um, um, everyone cheered. Uh, he said, just like they cheered when Shawn Michaels lost to Kurt Angle. He said Shawn Michaels did not steal the show. He tapped out and lost. Very correct, Mohammed. Very correct. True. Uh, Shawn Michaels starts to remove his jacket as Hassan asked the crowd why they cheered. He says all of these people accept failure and mediocrity and they also fear him. Uh, he then calls Shawn Michaels a loser and says these sheep love losers. Shawn then slaps him across the face and then starts to smash Hassan. Uh, he comes off the ropes with a limp leg and <laughs> lays the flying forearm. Because why has he got a limp leg? Because it was WrestleMania last night, that's why. Uh, but it's too much. It's too much because... Davari is always the one that makes evens the odds because Hassan on his own would get battered. With Davari, we're, we're about to create a decent wrestler now. <laughs> they batter Shawn Michaels. Um, Hassan, he nails his front face plant finisher, places Shawn in the camel clutches. Davari's kicking him in the face several times. And JR, I counted six times, said, damn it to hell. Doesn't like the foreigns. This Jim Ross doesn't like them. Nope. So, going forward then, Shawn Michaels versus Mohamed Hassan, anybody? Man. Well, if anyone's going to be able to get Hassan elevated, it'll be Shawn. If only. It seems like Shawn's at a numbers disadvantage. If only he could uh, find a partner to join him and defeat these foreigners. If only he could find... If only. If only. Soon though, probably another 12 months. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, up next, Edge versus Chris Benoit. Canada versus Canada. Maple Leaf versus Mounties. Maple Leaf. <laughs> versus PCO, Jean-Pierre Lafitte. <laughs> the God bless the Quebecers. Mm -hmm. um, Edge comes to the ring after highlights are shown from last night from his chair shot onto Chris Benoit in order to grab the contract filled briefcase. Uh, Benoit comes to the ring with his arm in a cast and the reopened cut that had 25 stitches above his right Ooh. eye. That's how you know he's been in a fate. He's got actual fucking legit injuries that they have on show. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, not, not just plastic. a bandage round an arm. Little CTE there. Actual stitches. Little CTE here. Look like he's going to break up in any second. How do you, I don't feel like we, we've ever had this conversation because um, Chris Benoit doesn't show up on Velocity much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, where do you stand when it comes to watching Chris Benoit matches? I'm, I, I can watch. I mean, I don't know. For, some, for whatever reason, I can separate the, the character from the person. Some people can. Mm. There's nothing wrong either way. Uh, when I'm watching, I, it always comes to mind. But I understand that it was in the past. And it's not like I'm rooting for this guy as a person or anything. So I, I, I can watch him. I don't really have an issue with it. But I understand why people won't. Yeah. No, that's exactly how I Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So you're normal. <laughs> uh, because it's just come up on it at recent times, hasn't it? On Twitter the last couple of days. Yeah. With old, uh, that, that, that beastie, uh, Burley Glass from TNA. That's the one. Uh, saying that Benoit couldn't hang with the, the modern day Adam Coles and Daniel Bryans and she can go and suck a dick. <laughs> Benoit. Benoit could not just hang. Benoit would ring, run fucking rings around half of these so called. Take him to Woodshed and take him to school. Did you see her apology? Yeah, her apology. Didn't she even get David Benoit on um, live yeah, stream? Yeah, so... That's whatever. She owned up to it. What are you saying about me, Dad? She knew she fucked yeah. up, I think. That's what it was. I can understand what she's saying, because she she's seen it as hatred towards a murderer, and he is a dirty murdering scumbag. He always will be. Mm. Um, but you can't take away from what history was, what... what, what happened during there's multiple chris benoit matches in history that you can't erase you can erase the man but you can't erase the the matches yeah it's the thing like this one WWE, wwe tries like on the network where it says edge competes in singles action <laughs> but it's still there do you know what i mean unless unless they fully delete the clip from do you know what i mean but that's that's a lot of work to completely it's not fair on the other wrestlers and it's not fair on the other wrestlers who have probably had bangers of matches with chris benoit because he had bangers of matches. Like Edge. Yeah, they can't just have like, WrestleMania 20 on Peacock end with Victoria versus Molly Holly. You know, you got to have those matches on there. <laughs> of course. God bless the cock. 
Isolate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> gofundme.com forward slash on the cock. Spread the word. Then I'll spread them. <laughs> like and share people like and share <laughs> uh, so it is Edge versus Chris Benoit uh, the two men circle and they slap each other before locking up uh, Edge goes right for the arm of course and Benoit evades it um, Edge gets a waist lock Benoit punches him in the face they break again Benoit chops uh, Edge follows up with a second sending him down hard uh, Benoit pummels on Edge in the corner chops punches chops punches to the side of Edge's head uh, Benoit controls before hitting a snap suplex which yeah fuck you Jordan Grace you show me someone that can do a snap suplex better than Chris Benoit I'm sorry he know. was so like intentful with all the moves that he, the chops the suplexes the selling holy shit his selling in this match was amazing this is one of the best was constantly bailing out the ring as well Unreal. Like I said, you can't. It's if you're watching something from a wrestling standpoint, you're trying to take, uh, take opinion from it from purely a wrestling standpoint. Ben was was a wrestling genius. Mm. Like I said, the, the intent, the intensity he had, everything he did, it, it, it looks like an action figure. Yeah. Well, it took its all it just, off. It looks yeah. like a, like a vid. Like a video game character. Like I've always said I would have liked to have seen um, Chris Benoit of maybe a couple of years before this era um, versus Austin Aries of his when he was at his best in TNA. Yeah, I like that. I like that comparison. Yeah. Because Austin, Austin Aries for me was very much like a video game character with how fucking just fluent his very wrestling explosive. moves were. Well, he was. He was the mm. voice of the, what are the characters in, two, in WWE 12, I think it were. When you yeah, had the storylines just... was... Simmers was your created character. He was the voice. Oh really? Yeah, I feel like I feel like them two them two together would have been an absolute stellar of a match. Stellar of a match. Um but that's that's a that's a booking in a fantasy world that everyone lives in. Uh that'll never happen, unfortunately. Um so back to the match. Um Edge he follows Benoit to the outside, Benoit fights him off, chops him down, back into the ring. Edge turns the tide with a rope bringer on Benoit's injured left arm. He then drops an elbow onto the arm. Continues working over the arm. Puts Benoit in a key lock. Benoit, obviously, will never give up. You ain't going to see Chris Benoit tap. No. Not to Edge any role. No, sir. Do you ever? Did we ever see him tap? Ultimate submissions with Kurt Angle. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Yeah. He, he, he tapped tap multiple times. And that time Brock made him tap out to the Brock lock. Well, everybody taps to the Brock lock. What a move. <laughs> bring back the Brock Lock. <laughs> Benoit, he works his way back up uh, from the mat after being he's screaming. Screaming. <laughs> Benoit, he works his way back up uh, from the mat after being he's screaming. Screaming. <laughs> Manages to turn Edge around and give him a German suplex. Uh, he goes for another though, but his arm just gives up on him. Um, Edge throws a shot, but Benoit gives him a second one and then a third, but there's no quickness in it because his arm is absolutely shattered. He's uh, on his shoulder. Signals for the headbutt, goes up, comes flying off, dush, moves. Benoit's fucked. If he misses headbutt, arm's fucked. What's he going to do? In an arm lock, finds his way out of it into an arm drag. Uh, Edge gets up, kicks Benoit right in his arm again. Um, everyone's screaming in pain because <laughs> uh, Edge, he starts getting battered now. So he tries to headbutt Benoit, but Benoit fires back with loads and loads and loads and loads of headbutts. Uh, Benoit climbs the top ropes, gives Edge a massive superplex. Uh, then both of them are down, they're screaming. Uh, Benoit slaps Edge in the sharpshooter. Edge is screaming now. Edge eventually gets to the ropes, uh, goes for a blow. But Benoit slaps him and then hits a single arm DDT. Uh, this, towards the end, like this is building up to the finish. I thought this was, to say it again, we're going back to this is the night after WrestleMania, night after these men have been in a ladder match. They're both fucked. This is another one, this the intensity. Yeah, the intensity and the, the this is another four star plus match that they, they're giving to you on free TV the night after being fucked up in a ladder match. <laughs> yeah, I think their injuries kind of elevated the uh, the intensity of the match in a way because mm. it just made it. Oh, absolutely! Every absolutely. move meant more. All right, so we get to the finish. Uh, Edge sets up for the spear, uh, runs at Benoit. Benoit dodges the move. Uh, Edge slams into a turnbuckle. Benoit then rolls Edge up. Somehow gets the free count with one arm. How he managed to pin a man with one arm, but Benoit walks out of Canada versus Canada as the winning Canadian. Now, can this can we just have them have a match at backsplash? Because they've not had a pay-per-view match against each other yet. 
Well, I feel like that's where they're going. So obviously, after the match, uh, Edge goes absolutely nuts, smashes Benoit into the steps, tosses him in the ring, grabs a chair, uh, slams Benoit not once but twice. Uh, Edge leaves with his briefcase in hand, Benoit lying in the ring, screaming. I feel like this is definitely sowing the seeds for the next pay-per-view. I think we're going to have Edge versus Benoit, which I'm all for. Make it yeah. for the briefcase. Yeah? Yeah, that should be the money in the bank thing as well. Every single match you're in, or every pay-per-view match, you have to defend that briefcase. Oof. What happens if you're in Rumble? What? It's done carpet Rumble. <laughs> oh, no, okay. Nah, it's bullshit. It should make it carpet oh, Rumble. No. There should be multiple That's... money in the bank winners. Has anyone made it last that long? To the Rumble? Uh... Yeah. Yeah, Seth Rollins cashed yeah. in at... Uh... Oh, WrestleMania? Well, that... But you didn't go from Mania to right. Mania. Right, yeah, yeah. I think the longest one was Carmella, I believe. And that was like 200 and like almost 300 days, if I remember correctly. Mm. So we've gotten close. That's because no one gave a shit and they ran out of ideas. <laughs> Everybody just forgot she had it. Is that the one that James Ellsworth handed it? Because yeah. he, he won that match. Yeah, so he, he, he's the rightful SmackDown champion. Because they had the uh, the following week on SmackDown, didn't they? They had the second one because everyone were kicking off on Twitter that a male had won the, <laughs> won the females match. Yeah, fucking brilliant. God bless wrestling fans. Oh, man, good stuff. Yes, a bad one. Yeah. Moving on. Now, when I was in the back listening to you, little ass, seems to me, and I just got my ears cleaned. You said you got problems. What people drinking beer? You got a problem with beer drinkers? Now listen, listen, listen. I don't want any problems, but I paid for this time out here. Shut up, first of all. You got problems. You said you paid for your time out here? How much you pay for that stupid haircut? Because if you paid $5 for that haircut, you paid $4.95 too much. What's your problem? You ain't got no hair? Grow your stupid hair back. You trying to be stone cold? You'll never be stone cold. Well, sometimes I look at me when I'm talking to you, you little purple bastard. Since I am somewhat of a businessman, I'll make a proposition for you. I'll try one of your little protein shakes. If you'll try one of Steve Austin's beers. No, 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 not just any beer. It'll be a stone cold beer. What do you say about that? I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with beer. As long as it's low carb beer. <laughs> and Mr. Rattlesnake, Mr. Rattlesnake, nothing goes better with a low carb beer than a patented delicious Simon Shake. Is that a fact? So you're gonna drink a beer? Sure, I'm game. Tell us me a couple of beers up here. Do me a favor. Wipe that stupid, pathetic look off your face. I'm sorry you're born like that. You can't help it. Do you happen to have a glass? Pop a damn top and start drinking. It's not that bad, but uh, give me a few seconds to work off a few of these calories. Are those supposed to be push-ups? You're working off the calories you just stuck in? 
Well, do five more push-ups. I bet you can't do five more. Why are you down there do five more? I bet you can do five more. No, 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 stay down there. If you want to do 10 more push-ups, give me a hell yeah. Push up, you little bastard. All right, stop. You're making me sick. Get your ass up. You're completely wordless. Just a little shake. You want me to try? Your turn. Your turn. This is a protein shake, right? Both Bottoms vitamins up. and minerals, right? Carbohydrates, all that good stuff. I better not clash with my system. If it clashes with my system, somebody dial 911. I don't want to lower my blood alcohol content. How much do you want for this garbage? That's completely worthless. No. You're trying you're to wrong. sell this crap out here? It's the biggest ripoff I've ever seen. That's pathetic. No. Forget about it, Austin. This is a brand new formula. I don't know if this is a Brad Bratch or something. It smells good. It smells like crap to me. Well, uh, let, let me shed some light on it. You see, this here is a man's drink. It, and perhaps you just can't handle it. Unlike my man, Simon here. Oh, oh. oh, oh no. Simon Dean comes out and Lillian introduces him and he says there's a beautiful person standing in this ring next to him. And it's only fucking mid-card maybe. <laughs> man. Love to see it. Love to see it. Beautiful physical spectacle. The crowd boo the shit out of this already. Uh, Simon says he's on the Simon system and that's why he looks so good. Uh, that's what the Simon system is. <laughs> One of them quickers. Uh, Maven says he thought LA was full of beautiful people, but scanning the crowd, it looks like LA stands for lard asses. Nah. Like, yes, Maven. The lard asses. Simon then mocks the crowd, saying all they do is eat nachos, drink beer, and watch TVOs of fat actresses. Then all of a sudden, the glass shatters. The crowd See? go wild. It's like 1998 all over again, oh. as Stone Cold Steve Austin comes out. See, you don't insult people who drink beer because then my dad will have something to say. <laughs> Austin, he says he wants to see 20,000 middle fingers. Well, um, he's in the wrong place because there's only 16,600 people here. <laughs> well, they all have two hands. or most two, two hands, two fingers. Well, that's too many then. There's too many. Well, some of them, like, you, one, to see... you, gotta, you gotta figure it out amongst yourselves. <laughs> Someone in Cosmin, one, two, three. Put yours down. <laughs> All right, this half, two fingers. Uh, Austin goes off on Simon's stuff, and the crowd absolutely wot him to death. Uh, he says Simon has a problem with beer drinkers. Simon says he has no problems, but he paid for his time out here, which I always found still found weird. He's paid for. He's a he's a he's a paid contracted WWE performer, who's paid he's for paid pro, promo time for advertising. So yeah, he's paid to advertise. Makes sense to me. He's sponsored the show. He's sponsored to be on the show. WWE <laughs> Raw sponsored by Ico Pro. <laughs> oh, it's like 1994 again. There we go. We need a big Simon system banner in the background. <laughs> Which I think there was. Uh, Austin, he goes on to tell Simon he'll drink his stuff if Simon drinks a beer. Uh, Simon says as long as it's low carb. Austin gets a couple of beers. Uh, Simon obviously asks if, if there's a glass. Um, Simon drinks a sip, spits it straight out. He says it's not bad, but he now has to work the carbs off. And this segment had me in fucking sticky. <laughs> he's getting him to do... It's like the best bit about this. So he's getting si Simon Dean to keep doing five press-ups at a time. And Austin's like, I bet you can't do five more. Do have five more. And Maven's just counting along being a little bit of a dirty face. I'm like, Maven, stop it. You're supposed to be Dean's mate. 
Attack Austin. Do something about it. Don't be counting along with a crowd. Well, he has faith in Simon. He's a physically fit gentleman. He can do yeah, many push-ups. He knows Simon can do it even when he's into the girl push-ups. Are those girl push-ups? Is that what you call those? It looks like he was just fornicating the mat. Yeah. Well, he's just on his knees and doing them right way. Yeah, they were girls' push-ups, the last ones. 100%. They're Austin should have whooped his ass purely for like that. Just drip, yeah. drip I thought we were going to. Austin, it goes fair play then. He'll try Simon's stuff. But he says if it messes with his system, somebody better call 911. Because uh, he doesn't want to lower his blood alcohol content. That got a little chuckle out of me, not going to lie. You don't get a pretty alcohol stream. <laughs> he tries Simon's stuff and says it sucks and it's the biggest rip-off ever. Maven says maybe that's because it's a man's drink. And Austin is not much of a man as his buddy Simon. Uh, and this, <laughs> he slaps Simon's back and the shake goes all over Austin. And you're like, someone's about to get a whooping. So good. Just, just Austin looking at At this moment, he knew he fucked up. You big purple piece of trash. <laughs> it's the funny because who do you think you are with your bald head think you're Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> <laughs> look at me when I'm talking to you stupid purple little bastard that's what I was Austin goes round up starts whooping ass tosses Maven out of the ring beats Simon down throws him off the security rail smashes him all over into the steps low blows Maven tosses Simon back in the ring grabs a beer takes a sip spits it stunner stunner fucking Stone Cold loving it Brilliant. Popped then. Popped in 2020 fucking two when Austin come out at WrestleMania with Kevin Owens. There ain't a time where Austin comes out that I will not pop. For me, this was yep. my segment of the night. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. Segment of the month. Segment of the whole build till the next pay-per-view. Easy. Yeah. I've only watched that. this one episode. So, that's how high my hopes are. <laughs> that, was a, that was a roll after WrestleMania segment. That was so good. Hilarious. Yeah. Just for the Austin pop. It was funny, it was uplifting, like anything that can get the crowd involved. Like, because you have obviously got a very marky crowd at the, at the Raw after WrestleMania uh, because of people that fly into town and stick around, like we said earlier. Um, but I think this was just the perfect crowd interaction. Uh, everybody was digging it, everyone was down for it, everyone loved it. People would have walked away from this episode of Monday Night Raw remembering this more, remembering the bangers of matches that we've had. Absolutely. Yeah. Considering the last match in that long. But now I want going forward Simon Dean and Maven two on one handicap against Austin. Obviously, we're not going to get that because Austin's done now because his knees are like polystyrene. Why do you want to see Maven get his ass whooped quick again? Because well, you never know. That it could be a turning point in Maven's career if Maven could get the win over Austin. There's still time. There's still time. Simon Dean's still walking around somewhere, isn't he? What's Simon Dean doing nowadays? And Sam, Simon Dean, Simon is just like probably on TikTok trying to sell his ICO Pro. <laughs> Still going after it. I respect the hustle. I bet he, he's got, his garage is full of it. He's got fucking cases upon cases upon cases. Because if he was hoping that if he would have got a good recommendation here from Stone Cold and Stone Cold would have approved it and said it were decent, oh, he's thinking my sales would have gone through the roof. Now Austin said it's shit. Ah, oh, bastard. Of all the fucking pallets of the fucking stuff. Yeah. He's still probably trying to shift what he's got left now. <laughs> anyway, it is time for your main event. Your brand new heavyweight champion of this world, Dave Batista, going up against Randall Keith Orton, brother versus brother, family member versus family member. Evolution collide once more. But just before that, Randy Orton is backstage walking to the ring. All of a sudden, the lights go red, and Randy's like, Oh, what's that? Never mind, keep walking. <laughs> All of a sudden, Big Dead Glenn pops out. Big Dead Glenn's like, see, this is what happens when you're messing with the dark side, motherfucker. So what's happening now? Are we getting Kane versus Randall? I don't know. I don't know. Probably. I think it's just Kane wasn't on the show. Or, ah, Kane, do this for a second. Well, he's just got out of a feud because he's a rapist who defended a baby. He had a feud with a baby killer. Because Kane don't like baby killers. Michael, if we can, we give him like his, his proper title. The right, honourable, community leader, stand-up guy that is the rapist, Kane. <laughs> the facist, rapist, Kane. <laughs> Remember, he's a face. Yeah. Kane's yeah. a face. True baby face. What's worse, raping somebody? Uh, where, where we go? Whoa, whoa, where are we going? Oh, no, no, I'm just on. posing. What's I'm worse? I'm just posing it. Well, okay, go Raping on. somebody or kicking a baby into the crowd. What's worse? Raping. Oh. 
I don't. Fuck them no, kids. I don't. <laughs> Fuck them kids. I don't. Oh. Juno. the baby. I feel like this is one of them that you'd need, like, a, a people's opinion on, but I feel like it's one of them that would get your Twitter account shut down. Yeah. <laughs> if you did this as a poll. Probably best we keep that up. You'd say raping, wouldn't you? Right, you'd say raping, but also, kicking a baby like that into a crowd would kill it. it so, if you're a good though. kicker. If you're a good Pat kicker. McAfee. Pat, Pat McAfee could definitely kick it. Yeah, oh, Pat, oh, yeah, oh, Pat McAfee will kick it into next week. I don't know. I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with raping a woman. I think that's that's worse than than, um, than kicking a baby into a crowd. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Southpark constantly know. for years and years and years made a joke about kicking a baby. <laughs> kick the baby! Many rape groups. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's more rape babies yes. getting kicked on the crowds. Well, I think. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the data. So, <laughs> Maybe moving, well, on. Mo <laughs> moving on, moving <laughs> on. It's the rapiest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, main event time: Dave Batista versus Randall Keith Orton. Evolution Clyde once more. Um, the men circle the in the lockup. <laughs> Randall goes. Randy goes for a side headlock. Batista tosses. Why do I write this? Batista tosses him off and then voices <laughs> attack. Man, I definitely missed that part. Are you reading some 2005 fanfic again? <laughs> Uh, Batista, he picks Orton up, but Orton falls out. Uh, but he drop kicks Batista out the ring before throwing him into steel steps. Um, made a beautiful sound. Oh, aye. Um, he holds the head of Batista and he grounds a forearm into his chest before applying a choke headlock to try and take Batista down. Um, it surprised me how much, especially in the like towards the middle of the match, how much offense like Randy was getting in on Batista. It's like, ah, oh, so that's how it is now. He's the world champion. He's a face. He has to do this now where he can't be dominant Big Dave and running through people like you were up to win the world title. He's now got to take a beating before we have the big facey. Ooh-ah! And then he wins. Yeah. He didn't get that yeah, much. That's how you book a baby face, isn't it? I mean, this match felt like kind of a squash. Maybe I, I wasn't paying attention, but uh, it felt like Batista pretty much just squashed Orton. This it's kind of just a long version of it. Oh, Orton's, Orton's main I event really was done. Yeah. I thought I would have got more offensive. Uh, Batista, he throws Orton to the corner before delivering a hard clothesline and multiple shoulder blocks. Uh, he takes Orton by the hair, tosses him right into the ring post through the ropes. And Orton goes flying into the ring post to the outside and he screams in pain. A lot of people are in fucking pain tonight. Um, Batista picks Orton up, rams him shoulder first into the ring post. Um, back in the ring, Batista picks Orton up, slams him with a spine buster. The finisher comes as Batista gives the thumbs up, thumbs down, drops Orton with Batista bomb, makes the cover one, two, three, and you're new, you're new, and still your brand new world heavyweight champion is Big Dave. Uh, as Batista's celebrating, the music of the game cuts off uh, cuts off Batista and the former champ stands at the top of the ramp, clapping his hands as Batista holds his title high as Raw goes off the air. Well, yeah, Alan's happy that his old friend won, but he wants him to know, I'm fucking coming for you, you cunt. <laughs> I feel like they would have, uh, this would have added a little bit more of a spice to it if Triple H would have come out mid-match. Yeah, I was expecting like an interference in the match from Triple H, but mm. yeah, slow build, slow build. I get it. They have they have a couple more months of this story, so not rushing anything, I guess. Well, is Orton with fully fledged heel now? Then, oh, oh, Orton's a heel. Yeah, yeah, Orton's a heel now. Or was that just for Orton's... Baker? No, no, Orton. Well, he's come out and said he wants Batista, and he's come out and said he wants he not not just he wants the world title. He wants Batista. He wants the face. Yeah, and he's come off the match with the Undertaker. Yeah, Orton's... He said he lost that Orton's definitely shoulder and he's not even wearing any tape on his shoulder or anything. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a heel. Yeah, excuses, excuses. Yeah, he's definitely a heel. But, um, yeah, main event. What did you make, gentlemen? How many Mavens? Shorter than I thought it'd be. I said, Orton got more... F I thought Orton would have got more offense in. Yeah. It, it made Batista... Felt like to felt like a squash to me as well. Yeah, like I said, for, for me, I was get, I was getting the opinion at the start that it was going to be that um, Batista's going to get hammered and he's going to take like, headlock City from Randy Orton until Batista with a big comeback. But you kind of got that, but it was early doors. 
the by by mid match it was the big comeback and it was plain sailing for Batista. But I suppose he's he's just won the world title. You, you've, he's got to look as strong as physically possible against a top guy still, I suppose, in Randy Orton. Yeah, still still yeah. riding that wave of momentum from the previous night, making Batista look like a star. Man, that belt around his waist just looked right. And uh, yeah, it was a good little showcase for Big Dave here. Yeah, it looked like a champion. Yeah, the belt looks perfect. Like the belt, I've always said that World Heavyweight title, it's it's always suited two people, and that's Ric Flair and Triple H. But Batista, you can throw him in there. It looks beautiful on Batista. Great Kali too. Yep. Jack Swagger, couple other names come to mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger. <laughs> oh, that run that that run that could have been something, and there just wasn't anything. It really wasn't anything. He lost every <laughs> single match he competed. Oh, he cashed in money in the bank, did Swagger? Sure did. Got a couple of victories over Orton, and then uh, he was gone. Down <laughs> that was it. And now he's in. And now he's in uh, jazz in AEW. Now he comes wrestling out in boxer briefs and stupid hair, and yes. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Don't want to team with Cesaro anymore. The Jericho Appreciation Society. That's something else. That is something else. But that was Monday Night Raw. So, Kyle, I will come to you first. I want to hear your match of the night and your worst match of the night. Or you can say segment. It's up to you. Worst and, worst and best. Best is definitely... It, it, it's either the IC title triple threat or the Stone Cold segment. I'm going to say uh, the Stone Cold segment, I thought it was really entertaining. I'm going to give that the best part of the night. Mm. Uh, for me, worst, I guess the Trish Christie Hemi stuff, although it was pretty hilarious how it all unfolded, but it was, I could have done without it, I guess. And overall for the show, how many Mavens? I'll give this show 4.37 Mavens. Four points. Very <laughs> love a bit of precision. Love Man. a bit of precision. Um, big sexy, best, worst, how many Mavens? Exactly the same, but best and worst, Stone Cold and. Trisha's segments, but I'll say four Maven overall because I'm well, not I'm... pedantic. <laughs> 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 well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna agree with you both on the worst and the best, uh, and I'm gonna go four and off. I thought it was banging. Um, I thought the you know pay per view quality matches. I know there wasn't many. Um, you had a lot of storylines being built going forward. Uh, potentially Shawn Michaels man with a Sam. Um, Randy Orton, Kane, Randy Orton, Undertaker, is that dead? Is that still going? Um, yeah, I thought as Monday Night Rose go, because we have had some absolute fucking piss poor Monday Night Rose over recent times. Yeah. But as Monday Night Rose go, that for me wasn't too shabby One at, at all. best. One at best. Wasn't too Damn shabby. Show. Wasn't too shabby. I feel, like, I feel like we need to take a look at SmackDown on its own as a standalone and compare them. But I feel like the SmackDown after WrestleMania loses that buzz that the Raw after yeah. WrestleMania has. Well, you've gone from Sunday Mania, Monday Raw, where you got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, fuck all, Friday Smackdown. Ah, uh, this is, so we're, now, we're still in the era of Tuesday Smackdown, so we read about it and find out about it on Tuesday, and then it's on TV on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Those were some bad, oh, I always said, when in the pre-recorded uh, Raw and Smackdown eras, when the, the dirt sheets, the results for the episodes were available on the dirt sheets. I always said that's that's one of the things that really hampered wrestling and hampered people's interest in wrestling, because if you could read about it before it happened, yeah. Like back in the day, I always remember well, like I in the UK. Or SmackDown for ages now. Yeah, it's still kind of modern day. When I was a kid, obviously Raw was in on the, in the UK on a Friday, but obviously it happened on a Monday. And if you did have access to the internet, you could read about it. But Raw, when I was a kid, was fucking exciting and it was worth watching. And even if you read about it, you still wanted to make sure you tuned in to make sure what you read about was fucking happened. Mm -hmm. Where these days, I read I read about Raw and SmackDown to see what's worth watching on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. I think it's the same as Dirt Sheets, though. I, I, I follow it on Twitter mainly these days i see little clips mm. in there and it really decreases my interest in checking it out so maybe it's just better to watch this yeah. without you know internet who knows well th maybe maybe we all have to switch off the site for six months watch wrestling and then come back and report what happened there it is that's the key it's what we all need to do it's what you're here first but on that note on that note this has been the first monday night raw for after wrestlemania 21 we have been joined by kyle h triple h triple r 
<laughs> go from me forward slash get Kyle on the cock. Thank you once again for having me on here. Uh, yeah, check out the GoFundMe, uh, get me on the cock. You could probably find the link. Yes. To my website, the Apron Bump. Uh, <laughs> what you need to do, what you need to do on Apron Bump is, yeah, you need to get, put a link on the website for the GoFundMe, get Kyle on the cock. That's what we yeah, need we'll to fire do. Fire it up. If maximum so models can be a website, but, so can this. But yeah, what what is the hardest part of the ring and who the fuck is the Apron Bump? Well, you can check out the Apron Bump podcast wherever you listen to podcasts as well as YouTube. Cover lots of retro wrestling from all sorts of companies all you know, across four different decades. I've had these lovely gentlemen on a few times, so uh, check that out. Check out our recent Halloween Havoc 95 episode. That one was a banger and a half. Yeah. What a great show that was. <laughs> Monster trucks and cocaine go check that out if you haven't and uh, yeah, apron bump on twitter apronbump.com for all my shit it's been a pleasure gentlemen absolutely mike as always where can people find us if they don't already on all the social medias and if you don't already why not i mean you hear me now but if why don't you check out twitter check out us on facebook and also on youtube everywhere you can find podcasts yeah, fucking do it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't, why don't you? And if you don't, I want you to follow and then send a direct message to let me know why you followed and why you fucking didn't follow. You stupid cunt. <laughs> you fucking knobhead. <laughs> I feel like you get far too aggressive, Michael, when it comes yeah, to... Yeah, you're not really inviting people to get your aggressive. stuff, I'm going to be honest. Oh, is he fuck? He put me off. <laughs> But people knew out what we were like from episode one, and some of them stuck around. Most of them fuck Rater. <laughs> A real one stay. Don't know what we're from this episode. <laughs> On that note, I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. That's been the hardest part of the ring. Until next time.